So your wife's asked for a divorce or she's filed for a divorce and you want to stop it. How do you do it? Hey, Cody Butler here, marriage coach and founder of Better Marriage, where we work with men to help them win their wives back in sometimes what seems like hopeless situations. Your wife's asked for divorce, she's filed for divorce, she's moved out, maybe she's with another man. Man, how do you turn this around? Here are five things that you can do and in fact must do if you want to win your wife back. All right, so let's get into it. So the first step in winning your wife back and stopping your divorce is the path of non-resistance. You have to become non-resistant. The reason that she's leaving right now is because there's no negotiation left. There's no path of reconciliation left here. She believes that you are so set in your ways that you are so unable to bend that there's no possibility of what she needs happening. And that is why ultimately she is now deciding to leave the relationship because the situation is hopeless. Now, what she is expecting from you is resistance because that's what you give, which is why she's leaving. She's, she's expecting you to fight. She's expecting you to resist. She's expecting you to not let her go. And what we wanna do here is it's called a pattern interruption. We need to interrupt her pattern to get her out of her confirmation bias about you. She has certain ideas, confirmations about who you are, what you're capable of, what you're gonna do, what you can do and she's basing her decisions based on her confirmation bias of you and her beliefs about what you are or are not capable of. So if she's expecting you to resist right now, which she is, and you resist, you just walk straight into that confirmation bias and you just confirm that she has absolutely made the right decision. The key here is that we have to take the path of non-resistance. Now, one of the key principles that we teach in the Win Your Wife Back program is non-resistance and the, the principle of sowing and reaping. If you want something, you have to give it. If you want your wife to stop resisting you, you have to stop resisting her. And on the flip side of that, another thing that we teach, which is very useful to know, is that what we're seeing in front of us is simply a mirror being reflected back to us. If we are seeing resistance from our wife, it's because she is experiencing resistance from you. Now, I, I know a lot of you are gonna say, well, I'm not putting up resistance, but let's understand another principle. Perception is reality. If you are getting resistance from your wife, it's because she is at the very least perceiving resistance from you. And whether you're putting up resistance or not is neither here nor there. Now, she could say something like, I, I want a divorce, I want out of this relationship. And you say, I love you so much, I'll never, I'll never stop fighting for you. Well, in your mind, you're doing the admirable thing and the honorable thing saying, I'm gonna fight for my wife. That's not resistance, that's love. But for her, she's telling you, I want to leave. And your response to that is, I'm not going to let you leave. You're resisting her will, you're resisting her wishes, and that is exactly what she's expecting from you. And if she gets it, it just reinforces her confirmation bias that you can't change, that you're gonna resist her, and that this is gonna be a problem. So the path to getting what you want is a path of no resistance. If she asks to leave, let her leave. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but it's what works. If she wants space, give her space. If she wants to leave, let her leave. Now that leads on to step number two is like once we've stopped resisting what's going on, we want to introduce a pay-as-you-go system. Now that's a metaphor, right? Like pay-as-you-go phone versus a contract phone. Now your wife is going to be much more likely to come back and to give you another chance if she can leave very easily. And that's why I say a 
put her on a pay-as-you-go contract. L put her on a situation where it's month to month, she can leave at any time without any consequence. Now we see this in our own lives, right? If we are looking at something and it's a 30-year commitment, that we have no way to get out of, that once we've committed to it, there's no way out of it. We're gonna think really, 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 really hard about making that commitment. And we're gonna be very hesitant to get into that commitment. Whereas if it's a no contract, no obligation, quit at any time, you're gonna be much more willing to get into it. So the, the ease at which your wife can get back out of the relationship if she gets back into it is going to determine her willingness to give it another go. Now I see so many men who have this attitude of I'm going to fight forever, I'm never going to let her go and they see that as a good thing. It's like well all you're really telling your wife my friend, my brother is that when I get free from you I need to make sure that I never go anywhere near the spider web again because if you get caught up in this man's spider web he ain't ever letting you go. It's going to take a ton of time, a ton of effort, a ton of pain, and a ton of heartache, and a ton of money to break free of this man. When she gets free of you, if that's you, she's not coming back. She's going to run for the hills and you're never going to see her hair from her again. The way to get her to come back is to make it very easy for her to leave. Very counterintuitive, I know, but make it very easy for her to leave. That way, if she does decide to give you another chance, then it's really, really easy for her to back out of that and the consequences of her making the wrong decision are very small, infinitesimal versus if she gets back involved with you again and, and you can't let go and you believe in resistance, you're operating through a path of resistance, it, it's very costly for her. If she gets back involved with you at this point, the cost if she's made a mistake is very high and her chances of believing that she's making a mistake are also very, very high at that point. You have to understand that. Which leads me to point number three, which is see it from her perspective. Try and see things from her perspective. Again, we have very little empathy as men sometimes to see things from any other perspective other than our own. And a great way to do this is to ask the question, what else could this mean? This opens you up to a different reality and a different story. When we can see things from a different perspective, it changes our feelings and it changes our emotions. And a great example of this is uh, the man on the subway story, I believe from Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, where there's a man on, on a train with children, three children, and they're behaving very, very badly. And all of the passengers around are starting to get more and more irritated till finally somebody comes over to this man and says, excuse me, sir, but can you please get your children under control? They're behaving very unruly and this is a public space. And the man just looks at him and he goes, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, we've just come from the hospital and they've just lost their mother and they don't really know how to deal with it and I don't really know how to deal with it either. Well, what happened to those passengers who were angry and upset? They, they immediately shifted from anger and upset to compassion and empathy and willingness to help. What happened? They changed the story. The paradigm changed. They started to see the situation from the man who just lost his wife's position and the children who's just lost their mother's position and through their eyes versus through their own eyes. If you can change how you're seeing the situation, your feelings will change and it will bring about a different response, a more favorable and a more productive response. Well, we're seeing our wives as the enemy and we see that she's resisting us and she's causing problems. A, we put ourselves in a position of victimhood, very unattractive. B, we're in a position of blame, very unattractive, not reconciliation, not reconciliatory at all. 
And three, we put ourselves in a place where we're unable to see the situation as it is from her. She not only probably, very likely seeing the situation from a very different angle to you. She's seeing it from, she's seeing the situation from her needs not being met and her pain that she's suffering. You're seeing it from your needs not being met and the pain that you're suffering and neither of you are seeing it from each other's perspective. You're just seeing it from your own point of view. Somebody has to stand up here and lead the way and see it from the other person's perspective. It's called a paradigm shift. If we can have a paradigm shift within the relationship and start to see things from her perspective, it can soften our hearts, which will bring about kindness, gentleness, the things that we need, compassion, empathy, understanding, all of the things that are missing right now, all of the things that are leading to the resistance and all of the things that are causing your wife to tell you that the marriage is over. She doesn't see you as an empathetic person. She doesn't see you as a compassionate person. She doesn't see you as a kind person. She doesn't see you as a gentle person. That's why she wants out. And unless we can change our story about her, unless we can change our paradigm about the marriage, unless we can change how how the marriage is seen through our eyes by seeing it through her eyes, she's going to continue down the path of divorce and there is no hope. There has to be a paradigm shift, there has to be a story change, and there has to be a, a changing in the way that you see her and the situation. You have to see it through her eyes. So step number four is to acknowledge that you don't really know what is happening and you don't really know why it's happening. So again, if we go back to the previous uh, story, of the man on the train, the passengers thought that they knew what was happening and they thought that they knew why it was happening. They thought that the children were just behaving badly and they thought that the reason it was happening is because the man just had no control and simply didn't, didn't care that his children were being unruly on the train, which as the story unfolds, it turns out to not be true. Now, the same is true with us in our marriage. We have to have the ability to acknowledge that we don't really know what is going on and we don't really know why it's going on. We have to humble ourselves and we have to lose the arrogance that we have, for want of a better word, that we think we know why our wife is doing what she's doing. We simply don't. All human beings are doing the same thing fundamentally with the exception of the odd psychopathic person here and there. which. I'm gonna almost guarantee isn't your wife. I'm gonna almost promise you that that is not the case. She's simply moving through life, trying to get her needs met, trying not to get hurt, and trying to do it, causing as little damage to everyone else as possible. As are you, my brother, as am I. That's all all of us are doing. We're moving through life, trying to get our needs met in the best way possible, without hurting anybody else, without with doing as little damage as we can. Now, we give ourselves that privilege and understand that that's our motivation. But when we look at our wives, we don't see that. We see someone who's intentionally trying to hurt us or who's selfish or, or, or she's acting this way because, well, the reality is we don't know why she's acting that way. All we know is that she's acting that way. And a much healthier position to take, a much better story to tell yourself, which is going to empower you put yourself in a position to bring about an atmosphere and environment of reconciliation is that she's crying out for help. She's not causing you pain deliberately because she's a nasty, vicious person. She's causing pain because that's the only way that she knows how to cause or call out for help. She's not leaving you and divorcing you to cause you pain or to cause your children pain or to cause you financial pain. She's doing it because that's the best she understands 
That's the best way she understands to eliminate her pain, to stop her pain from happening. And she sees it as a way to stop more pain being inflicted on you or her children down the line or your children together. This is what's going on, changing that perspective and, and, and accepting, I really don't know what her motivation is. I really don't know why she's acting. And in light of the fact that I don't know what's going on, I'm going to choose a compassionate point of view. I'm going to create a compassionate story in my mind. One that empowers me to act compassionately towards her and one that doesn't victimize me by making her a nasty, horrible person that's just trying to do damage and cause damage to me. We have the ability to do that and we have the power to do that. We, that is what we need to do. For your relationship to heal, for your wife to change her mind, many things have to change. The fundamental one being the environment in which the marriage is going to play out. If the environment in which the marriage plays out in, which is the home, right, is hostile, there's a lack of kindness, it's harsh, there's no gentleness, there's the, the willingness to think negatively of the other person, to put labels on the other person, to make arrogant and contemptuous, unqualified diagnoses of the other person, to blame, to play the victim in that relationship. This is just simply not an environment that that marriage can heal in. We have to create an environment of love, of passion, of gentleness, of kindness, of positive regard, of, of genuine love for each other, not contempt for each other. We have to become peacemakers, not warlords. And that starts by understanding that you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on in her head. And to think that you do is really the height of arrogance. It's really the height of contempt to, to, to believe that your opinion of what she's doing is more important and more valuable than what she's telling you. And this really, if we're going to save the marriage, is something that has to be addressed. And we address that for sure in the Win Your Wife Back program, which there's some details in the description if you're interested in learning more about how we can help you with that. Which leads us on to point number five is seek help. All of these things combined all lead to the same thing, right? It's seek help. Acknowledging and humbling yourself to the point to, to acknowledge that you don't know what's going on here. You really don't know what's going on. Uh, you really don't have the relationship skills to move forward with this and this is why you're watching this video and this is why the relationship was broken down because the skills are missing right now and one of the things that we really advocate and insist upon is lead from the front become the change that you are looking to see in your marriage become the change that you're looking to see in your life and in the world and if you want your wife to get help if you want your wife to seek professional guidance lead the way and show her how to do that by seeking it yourself and getting it yourself do not point your finger at your wife and blame her and say sweetheart you need some help you need some counseling on how to communicate better you need some coaching on this and that acknowledge that maybe your communication skills could improve maybe your interpersonal skills could improve maybe your attitude towards life in general could improve maybe there are some things about you that are causing problems in the relationship and regardless of where she is i'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination don't get me wrong that you are simply to blame she is not of course she is of course she has responsibility but until we have taken that plank out of our own eye we don't go to her and say uh, you need to fix your problems 
when we've got a whole bunch of problems in our own life. We need to work on our own communication skills and get those to where they need to be. Work on our own interpersonal skills, our own attitude, and then when that's where it needs to be, then we can go to our wife and say, hey, maybe you should look at your skills, but I promise you if, you, if you seek the help and you get help, and it doesn't have to be with me, it doesn't have to be with us, it can be anywhere, we offer paid help if you're looking for more help or we offer a ton of free help as well. I put these videos out all the time to help you. Whichever you want to do, just continue to get the help and this is going to present real leadership to your wife, showing her that you can recognize that the way forward here is by acknowledging that there are shortfalls in this relationship and that has to be met externally through getting that help. The problem, the intelligence that created a problem is not going to be the intelligence that solves the problem. That's a guarantee, right? We have to get external help into the problem. So whether that's watching more of these videos, reading some books or what, you know, getting counseling or therapy or whether it's joining us in the Win Your Wife Back program, that's entirely up to you. I'll leave that entirely up to you, but I really encourage you for the sake of your wife, for the sake of your children, for the sake of your marriage, fall on your sword, brother, and get some help. That's it from me. God bless you, and we'll talk to you.